The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where each and every week, even the week before a national summit, when my brain is barely working for all the all the stuff that has to be done, we're bringing you the information and education you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And that is particularly true in this particular program, because we're actually going to talk about growing a real estate business as opposed to doing a real estate thing, which I think is what a lot of people do. They say, yeah, I have a real estate business, but what they mean is I have this thing that I do all by myself with no systems except what's in my head and no people to help me except the contractors that I hire. And I hear a lot of interest amongst listeners and folks in our RIA groups here uh, about the idea of actually turning it into more of a business. But the problem is it is really hard to find education about like what's step one, what's step two, what's step three. That's weird, isn't it? Like you can get education, you can go to, to YouTube, type in real estate, man, there are endless videos about every aspect of real estate strategy. By the way, don't do that because as far as I can tell, 75% of those are not good advice and you don't know which 75%. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I can't catalog them. But there's very little about, you know, like, okay, so how do I go about successfully bringing on some help or something like that? So to t- to discuss this very important issue today, I have with me in the studio, Bob Dressman, local Uber investor here in Cincinnati. Uh, been investing in real estate full-time since the early 90s, past president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati, uh, done everything, retailing, lease options, repair for equity, rentals, hard money lending, and been doing it for a really long time as a business. So, Bob, welcome to the studio. Good afternoon, Vina. It's weird to have somebody in the studio. It's a crazy idea. I know. It's like half of my guests anymore, or no, 90% of my guests anymore are... You know, I pull in the best person I can find. If they happen to not be in Cincinnati, then by golly, they join us by phone. But you're the best person for this. So it worked out well. Um, so let, let's let's talk about this thing about uh, people who say, 
yeah, I'm in the real estate business or yeah, I have a real estate business, but they don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the people who do like in your brain, what is the difference between a real estate investor and a person with a real estate business? So almost everybody starts out as an investor and you get a house or two. And then the people that become really, really successful end up getting a bunch of properties or a bunch of notes or a bunch of whatever. Or do a bunch of wholesale deals or a and, bunch of retail deals. And though it's interesting, the ones of those who seem to become very successful create the most awful job anybody that nobody would ever want that yeah they have lots of income and lots of assets but they're working 70 hours a week and can't go on vacation and don't get to see their kids or their spouse or and always feel like they're failing even uh though they're working 70 hours a week they if you ask them they're like i don't get anything done and that's just i don't want to live my life like that i i want to be able to go learn to fly or go do CrossFit or go explore different places in the world or go see my friends or spend time with my kids. And just in order to do that and to do the level of business that I'd like to do, I need to have a real business that involves systems and people so that I can go do those other things and everything's not dependent on me. We're going to spin the show talking about kind of the steps from to getting from the real the real estate investor who is frustrated by the fact that they're working so much and always feel like they've they've got they're going to bed at night with more work to do than they than mm-hmm. they already did and getting to the business but as folks listen i'm guessing that about 15 minutes in <laughs> They're going to start thinking, okay, so that's a whole lot of more work. I've already, I've already gotten really good at the thing that I do. And, and what you're telling me is that the thing that I do doesn't actually help me build a business around the thing that I do, that it's a different skill set. So for those folks, um, what, what should they do? before they embark on the project. I don't want them to leave this radio show and go, all right, I'm going to go read the e-myth and I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to just start doing this. There, there, there's a step before that. What, what should they do first? You need to know what you want your life to look like. And you need to know what it is you want to do with your days. And, you know, for me, I want to go learn to fly. I want to go do CrossFit. I want to go, you know, travel a week week and a half out of every month and go do fun things and see different parts of the world. I want to spend time with my family. And if I'm doing all those things, there's not time for me to work 60 hours a week. Now, for me, I also don't want to work zero hours a week because there's a piece of what I do that is really challenging and fascinating and, you know, feeds my soul and makes me feel like I'm doing something in this world. So, the first step is figure out what you want your life to look like. And then the step after that is, okay, so what does my business need to look like if my life is going to look like that? Mm-hmm. And so. And, 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 okay. So, so is this really important because there's, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, engineers and IT people who are also in real estate. I don't know. No, 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 no. 
I don't, I, I don't, no, no, I, I, I don't need to have some sort of vision here. I just, just tell me the steps of, of hiring people. Okay. Well, if you're going to go on vacation, step number one is figuring out where you're going to go. Um, you don't just wake up one day and hop in the car and dra- drive in a bunch of random directions. You have to have a destination in mind. And there's a piece of this that it's really, really hard and requires a lot of soul searching. But, and so you need the motivation of, okay, well, if I do this thing that's really hard for me and I'm not used to doing it, I learn these skills that I'm not used to doing, then I'm going to get to this place that is going to be just amazing. And I sometimes have to do things I don't like to do, like fire people and hire new people and, sit down for hours and write systems. I mean, there's, it's just like, it's just like whether they did it on purpose or not, everybody had a why for -hmm. getting into the real estate business. And, and the reason I know is that they're now thinking about how do I build a business around it? And they wouldn't have gotten that far without an, without a why there was some strong why, and it wasn't, I want to be rich. It's yeah. They're, 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 Stacking $100 bills on the table don't do us any good. We need – it's what those $100 bills buy that gets us someplace. So just like that, there has to be a strong why for going through the process of building a business around it or you will quit building the business. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's there's an alternative to, you know, getting getting people involved and systems involved and all of that sort of stuff. And that is scale back. Or, yeah, or build a business that, you know, involves a lot less work and that is just very profitable and requires a small amount of time. And that's absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. And I know people that have chosen that route. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, if you get to a certain scale and things, there just isn't enough of you to go around. And at that point, you either need to change what you own and how you own it. Or you build systems to make the stuff happen without you, systems and people to make the stuff happen without you. And it's that that we're going to discuss for the rest of the show. What, what are the steps? What sorts of systems and people? Who do you, how much can you just outsource as opposed to like having employees and whatnot? Um, we're also going to talk about the role of a mastermind in all of this as related to the fact there's very little education out there on the topic. We're also going to take your questions at 877-772-9658. I said it real slow that time. Did y'all hear that? Because you're always complaining that I say it too fast. It's 877-772-9658. Or you can send them in to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, talking today to Bob Dressman about that thing that a lot of people want to know about, but it's just, I mean, all you can really do to find the pieces to building the business, and if it's real estate specific, is go find somebody who's built one and sit down with them and talk to them about how they did it and then do it nine more times because the business they built might, might not actually be the business you want to build. There will be pieces of it that there are always pieces of it that I can take from anybody that I'm talking to, but there's also pieces that I just want to leave with them. You mm-hmm. can, you yeah. can, you can have your 12 employees. I am not interested in having 12 employees. Oh, but you could get so much bigger. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Bigger's not always better, believe it or not. And, yeah. and that's, and that's actually going back to, okay, well, what do you want your life to look like and what, 
therefore do you want your business to look like mm -hmm. and you know what are you capable of doing and what are you good at doing and what do you want to have other people do and are you capable of managing those people mm -hmm. and i'm like you if i if i hired people to do every aspect of the business which at this point if you'd asked me 10 years ago i would have said that was impossible mm -hmm. but at this point i think it actually is possible but then I would not be able to do the parts I like, you know? Sure. Well, and uh, so it's interesting that you say 10 years ago, you thought that wasn't possible, but now you're beginning to think it's possible. So that means that you've learned something over those 10 years and understand a lot more about process and, and just, and just, uh, hiring people for the right, for the right, uh, the right person for the right seat. Yes. And when I, when I started hiring people, you know, first person I hired was a bookkeeper because, mm -hmm. oh my God, that is not the part I like. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's easy, right? You hire somebody who was a bookkeeper. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody that can understand interacting with you and your business and, 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 and how to account for the, uh, the, uh, recapture of the capital versus the interest in a land contract uh -huh. and how to, yeah, how to do those reports at the end of the year. So it turned out, you know, it, it wasn't about, it was about hiring somebody who was a bookkeeper, not trying to find somebody who was a bookkeeper who was expert in real estate mm -hmm. and then training, you finding somebody who was trainable and mm -hmm. training them to yeah. do it that way. And then I kept, I kept saying, I got to get somebody to answer the phones because mm -hmm. I do all this marketing, phones ring all the time. It's my partner's job to answer him and he's not here. I end up answering, I don't have time to do all of this stuff. And I thought, well, the problem is I'm never going to hire anybody who's any good at interviewing the seller. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that was, I, 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 there's probably recordings of me saying, I will never be able to hire anybody for that job. That job cannot be hired for. There's so much rapport building and you have to know how to ask the right questions and you can have a script, but when the seller goes off script, you need to know how and, to respond to that. So you were the best salesperson in the world. Nobody else could sell Nobody anything. Nobody else could sell anything. Right. Uh -huh. So, so then I did it anyway. And I, you know, I had some not so great folks, but the last three or four people I've had, I learned what I was hiring for mm -hmm. and it was That's basically extroversion and interest in other people and chattiness and you can follow a script. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, you can work it into a script without making it seem like it's a script and, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's just that big, that first part of the sales script is always building rapport and mm -hmm. getting them to like you enough that they're going to stay on the phone and when you call them back, they'll answer the phone. And, and it turns out half of that is just being friendly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So yes. Um, now let's 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 talk about employees from the perspective of the listeners because this is what I hear a lot. Um, I work full time and my marketing is working, but I can't answer the phones when I'm at the office, obviously. And then I've got to go see the properties, and it's just there's it. it, it my time is. It's gotten to where I literally can't do the work. So the way I'm going to solve the problem is I'm going to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. And uh, many times it's a VA. That's a thing now that, you know, it wasn't a thing when you and I started hiring people. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether it's a it's a VA or you know somebody part-time or even somebody full-time. You talk to them again four months later, 
say, how's that going? And they say, oh, well, I let them go because. And yeah, it, it's, either, it's either I spent more time telling them what to do than it was taking me to do it myself or they were just terrible. Mm-hmm. So they either hired, so they probably did a couple of things wrong there. Number one, a lot of people like to um, hire people and manage by abdication, uh, whereas they say, well, I want you to do this. And they sort of generally describe the thing that this other person has never done, and they expect them to just figure it out like they did, which is really completely unfair. Or the other thing they'll do is they'll hire the wrong person to do the wrong job. And so hiring a VA to answer your phones and build rapport with people is probably one of the, especially in a foreign country, it's probably one of the, you're going to have a hard, hard time getting somebody who's going to do that. And so uh, to me, whenever I'm starting to outsource something either to an employee or a VA or to an outsource to somebody I'm going to out is I need to really, really, really understand what it is that needs to be done and how it is that I want that to accomplish, be accomplished. And then I need to document that process and then make sure the person that I hire has the ability and the interest to do that. And that there's a closed loop so that I can spend some time training them and getting them to where they need to be. And so if you just want to hire somebody and have it all magically go away and have money roll in the door, that's just not the way the world works. <laughs> yes, because if there's somebody out there that you can hire who knows how to talk to sellers and get appointments and build report, they're probably a real estate investor and they probably don't want your job. Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to teach you something now. Okay. <laughs> VAs. Mm-hmm span an incredible uh, breadth and depth of knowledge and experience. The gal who, when people call Cincinnati Rhea, answers the phone, mm-hmm. and they, they, they figure out after about 10 minutes that she has a little bit of an accent. Mm-hmm. She, she lives in the Philippines, and she's been in customer service with large American companies for years. The only reason we got her was because during the pandemic... Mm-hmm. AT&T and a lot of Everybody companies who had off yep, and, laid, yeah. laid off uh, customer service reps by the zillions. And I actually do know a number of people who are using foreign VAs to take calls, to be, you know, the lead setters, if you will. And they do a fantastic job, largely because they've already got experience. It's actually easier to, if you're looking for somebody who has experience, it's easier to find somebody overseas than it is in the United States right now. Um, and I've hired, I've hired people to look at legal documents on who are, who are, you know, virtual. And it's, it's amazing how that business has expanded. I remember back when I first read the, uh, the five hour work week mm-hmm. and I was like, this is, man, this is fantastic. This is amazing. <laughs> Too bad it doesn't apply to real estate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course that a big chunk of what he did was use virtual assistants. So, um, before you hire someone, what I'm hearing you saying is before you hire someone, make sure that you know exactly what the job is and that you have documented as much as you can how to do the job. Yes. You can't, you can't document everything about like how, you know, how to take a tenant phone call or something. You can, well, but, but yeah, you need to have some basic parameters. And then there needs to be a period during which you, 
have spent some time training them. They've gone through your training material and then they're going to probably do it with you for a while. And then you're going to have them start to do it with a lot of supervision. Just, yeah, that's great. You did a real good job there, but here we need to tweak how we're handling this. Um, just there needs to be a strong feedback loop there and you need to constantly monitor people mm-hmm. to make sure they're actually doing what you want them to do. And, and eventually you'll get to the point where maybe you're not the one who's monitoring everybody. Maybe it's somebody else that that's their job of, yeah, they're doing great here. Or, no, they're not doing good here. Mm-hmm. And, and you also mentioned hiring people with the right, just, just general like skill set, personality types, et cetera. Because this is another thing that I see people try and do. They try and hire one full-time person to both take in calls from sellers, take in calls from tenants, and also do all the paperwork related to that. Mm -hmm. And those are very different skill sets. I I actually, a lot of times when I run into somebody that I'm looking at as a potential employee, or just when I run into people in general, I want to figure out what they're really good at and what they love to do. And then I love to figure out a way to integrate that into my business. Um, just, and so, you know, there's stuff that like doing paperwork or accounting or stuff like that. That's, but you know, I have somebody who works for me who's really, really good at negotiating and I'm okay at that, but she does just a fantastic job and does much better than I ever would. And, you know, it's worked out well for both of us, but, and that's not a position I would have ever documented, but she's just naturally good at that. So I hired her to do that and, you know, we learn from each other and Mm -hmm. that's good. But then there's also the more mundane stuff that you need to actually document. And those people sometimes are easier to find and sometimes are harder to find because a lot of times you're looking for consistency and consistency is always hard. Mm -hmm. So if running out and making an account on one of these VA sites and hiring somebody or running out and, you know, going to one of the big job sites and posting a job is not, is not the first step after the visioning. What are the real first steps here? So the first steps are to identify the things that you are not good at, but that are outsourceable but that you know how to explain to somebody else how to do and then document those things and get enough of those together that it's going to be a reasonable length of time to hire somebody for. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot of people hire somebody before they even know what they want them to do or how they're going to do it, which is just a recipe for disaster because then people get trained to just sit around and do nothing And when somebody starts a new job, they're usually real excited at first and want to learn. And you need to take advantage of that rather than have them just be disappointed. They're sitting around all day, Mm -hmm. not doing much. Yeah. And actually, uh, sometimes the best first hire, maybe this is just a woman thing. I don't know. Sometimes the best first hire is actually just a personal assistant. It's just like you're my house manager. Mm-hmm. You're going to make sure the rest of my life goes on <laughs> while I am working. You're going to grocery shop. You're going to get the tires rotated. You're going to clean the house. You're going to do the laundry. You're going to, you know, take care of those things about everyday living. Make sure. Yeah. Make sure the dog's fed, all of that sort of stuff, because you know, that is, that is a job that you can, 
Mm-hmm. You could say, I, I need you here three days a week. Just clean the house. If there's other things I need you to do, I'll tell you when you come in. So something like that might actually take enough stuff off of folks' plate that they could then start doing the systematizing sure. that and, you are uh, yeah. well, now asking them to do. <laughs> well, and the big part about all this is you need enough mental bandwidth to be able to think about this and focus on it. And you can't be out running, fixing somebody's toilet who broke or dealing with one of a thousand little things. This is high quality work that requires focus and it's never urgent, but it's always very important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today about building a a real business, not not the business we say we have. I have a real estate business that I work 80 hours a week in, but an actual, like, it runs without you. I mean, I think that's the definition really is maybe you couldn't be gone forever, but you can be gone for a week and a half and it's not going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, getting to that point makes a whole big difference in your life. Yeah. It was a big, it was a big day for me when I realized that I could go on vacation for two weeks, not take my c- computer you know, I have my cell phone, of course, for emergencies, but, um, and that when I came back, my staff was like, oh no, here she is. She's going to interfere with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary when they do a better job without you than with you. Yes, indeed. We're going to, we're going to take a quick break. If you have questions, comments, stories about building your own business, you can give us a call at 877-772-9658 or send an email to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, in the studio today with Bob Dressman talking about business building. That that uh, little piece there about Cincinnati Rea reminded me uh, the live meeting next week is not going to be at the usual location at the Holiday Inn. It's going to be at the Great Wolf Lodge. That's the Thursday night when the convention starts, and uh, because we can't run two meetings simultaneously... <laughs> Uh, just all REA members are invited to come out, whether they're signed up for the National Real Estate Summit or not. It's going to be a giant haves and wants meeting. Well, that'll so, be amazing with be- all those people. And if nothing else, just to talk to all the different people. I mean, what I enjoy about OREA so much every year is just talking to all the different people that are there and mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. a chance to network. And Yeah, and there are there a lot of folks that are actually interested in investing in the Cincinnati area because it's still, I mean, we're, we've been complaining about the prices for years, but it's one of the most affordable cities in the U.S. in terms of, you know, what can you buy a house for? What can you rent a house for? And these people are coming in from all over the place. So folks who are looking to make connections with potential partners who are out of state, potential lenders who are out of state, um, going to be a lot of folks there. And if you're brave enough, you can step up to the mic and say, here's who I am. Here's what I can offer you. And here's what I'm looking for. So, again, do not come to Cincinnati Rhea at Holiday Inn. It will. No one will be there. Everyone will be, will be a be, very boring meeting there. <laughs> everyone will be at Great Wolf Lodge. Now, if you're jonesing for a meeting uh, on Tuesday night, the community of real estate entrepreneurs is having a, an online meeting uh, about how to exchange. It, we're going to just do a lesson on like how do you walk into exchange meeting, like a, like our prop swap meeting, and do your thing, right? Tell people what you have, solicit offers, all of that sort of stuff. Maybe get something for in return for your time, get a piece of a deal in return for your time, uh, get a piece of another person's deal. 
And that is open to everybody. There's no cost to it. Uh, you would need to get your link to it, though, at Corey, C-O-R-E-E, rocks.com. Coreyrocks.com. So, uh, Bob, you we talked about a little bit at the beginning of the show that we're going through steps here and good luck going out and finding a course or a video or anything about what the steps are. I know that you personally, as you've gone through the process of growing your business, have made a lot of use of masterminds as a way to sit down with a lot of people and mm-hmm. talk about how they grow their business. Um, what what role do those serve for you? So there's a couple things going on. And once you get to a certain level of real estate investing, you don't have a lot of peers that are in the same office as you are that are next door. So a mastermind gives you a chance to interact with other people that are of a similar level, quite possibly in a different city. And the hardest part about building a business is not what needs to be done. It's the mental part of it that you don't ever see. And the big thing that a mastermind does is there are a bunch of people in that group that can begin to see what you're up to and what's going on. And not only what you say, but what you don't say and figure out how to get you to do what you really need to do that is just way out of your sight or you have no concept of. And so it's the thing that sort of comes out of left field. It's like, oh man, I've been trying to figure this out for two years. And in two and a half minutes, this group of people just beat me up saying, you need to do X, Y, Z. And you're like, yeah, I never realized that before. Yeah. If you, you know, real estate investors, if they've gotten successful enough to build a business, they're pretty smart people. And my experience is if you haven't thought, if you haven't figured it out yourself in two months, yeah, you, 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 you're not going to, yeah. and it's, it's time to, it's time to bring in the troops. <laughs> yeah. And, and you don't see what you don't see. Whereas there are other people that have been through it and can see it where you can't. Yeah. And I know you've, you've had so much uh, success with them that you're, you're, you're still going to them, but you're actually running one yourself as well. And uh, in fact, there's some folks who are, coming to the summit next week who are going to a one-day mastermind with you. On- yeah, and we're going to have an amazing... I'm really excited about the quality of people we have signed up for that. Just we have a real neat group with a lot of different experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even with all the years I've been in real estate, I always walk away from those things saying, man, I just learned a bunch and it sort of made me focus on what I need to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just fun to see... Um, on people's faces, uh, them light up and they're so excited about, man, I really know what I need to do here. And just, we live in a world now where there's so much information, but the trick is really how to make sense of that information into the couple of things that are really important that I need to focus on. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have any seats left in that mastermind or are you all full up? I think we have one, maybe two. Okay. So... All right. Well, folks are interested. I will tell them how to, they have to apply for it. They can't just go sign up <laughs> to yes. actually, actually apply for it. So when we get to the end of the show, if folks are interested. Um, I'll tell them how to go apply for it. Uh, let's go to line one and talk to Anita from Cincinnati. Anita, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Well, hello, Vena. Oh. Uh, hi, Bob. Hey, Anita. <laughs> how are you? I am well. You know, I got in the car 
leaving work and I heard that Dina was interviewing you and I was like, oh my gosh. And I've been sitting here listening to you and I felt like I had to call in because, you know, as you know, I've sat in on a couple of your masterminds and there's two things that you did for me. So the, the very first one, I think you remember it very well because I was just struggling for... I don't know, quite a while trying to figure out something that had to do with VAs and my marketing. And like, I shared what my problem was and you looked at me and you said, well, why don't you do X, Y, Z? And it was just like, you know, I thought, well, darn, <laughs> he figured it out that quick. And here I've struggled with it. So, you know, that piece that was just being talked about, you know, uh, that, I mean, really happened for me. And then I think the other thing for me was just, the, you know, that you challenged me, you know, uh, in the last year's mastermind, you challenged me to really think about, you know, something in my mind. I'm like, no, I can't do that. Right. And so I think the, it's both the aha light bulb that comes on and then the challenging, but it really helped you get, it helped me get out of my own head. Mm -hmm. Right, because I just had all these things in my head of, you know, well, I can't do the marketing this way or I have to do have my VA do this this way. And so, you know, that was just extremely helpful. So again, just you know, you've heard me say before <laughs> I think you were awesome. But I just you know, that no. was just uh, the help for me and I just wanted to, to say that when I heard you on the radio. No, it's it's always it's been fun watching you over the years. And how you went from where you are, and then you sort of got a little better and got a little better, and then you've made a couple of real big leaps recently, and that's neat to see. And you should be very proud of all that you've done. Well, thank you. Thank you. So that was it. I just wanted to kind of share that. For me, uh, you know, that's what the mastermind or the masterminds have done, you know, for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, thank you for your call, Anita. It's like a Bob and Anita right, Mutual Admiration you. Society in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Thanks. Thank Bye -bye. you. Okay. So you know, we've gotten a little off track here with the mastermind thing, but we're going to stay on it for a second because now I bet there's a bunch of people going, oh, I need to make a mastermind like that. So let, let's talk about... Uh, the, there's a reason you make people apply to come to your mastermind and it's that you, you want them all to be kind of at the same level, not, not coming in there and saying my biggest problem is I don't know how to find deals mm -hmm. or I don't, I don't or know. What like, to do. like, <laughs> like how do you do this real estate thing? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're the, this particular mastermind is built around the idea of kind of getting to the next level. If, if, there are folks listening who are like, oh, I totally need to put one of those together. How would you tell them to find and screen the people who were going to join it? So you like you're looking for people that are of the same level and you want them to come be have similar perspectives, but not the same perspective. Because if you have 12 wholesalers that are all wholesaling property in Hamilton County, you're going to all get together and nobody's going to want to talk about anything because uh, they're all scared that somebody else is going to steal their thunder. Uh, whereas if you're if what you really want to do is have a mastermind about wholesaling, 
then you really need people from different parts uh, of the world so that you can compare notes. And you want people to have, you know, if you're doing wholesaling, then they need to all be wholesalers, but they need to come from different perspectives and do use different types of marketing and wholesale different type of properties because all that different perspective is going to help them help each other better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you need to make sure they have similar levels of experience. Yeah, because the worst thing that happens in a mastermind group is you've either got one or two people who are way further along mm-hmm. than everybody else, or or you have one or two people who are way behind or not really devoted to the purpose of the mastermind, and they drive everybody else crazy. The 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 people who aren't 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 there aren't doing it whatever drive everybody else crazy and the one or two people who are way up there uh end up leaving because Mm -hmm. they're not getting anything from it yeah and people need to be committed and be willing to be vulnerable because you're not going to grow unless you're willing to share what your real issues are and take very honest feedback that can be very very uncomfortable and in addition to that, everybody in the room needs to actually be focused on the person that's actually presenting yeah. or you're dealing with at that time. You can't have six people playing on their phones while or, somebody's or, pouring out their soul. Or doing work or, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was interested when you were solving my problem, but now that we're solving your problem, I would check my email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big, big no-no. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today about building a business, building a real estate business, because I, I suspect there actually is education out there about how to build a restaurant business mm-hmm. or a chiropractic business or a, but no, just nobody really talks about building a real real estate business, but that's what we're doing today. We're also taking your calls at 877-772-9658 or at askbina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Davina Jones-Cox, in the studio today with Bob Dressman talking about building a business. If you got any questions, Davina didn't really have a question. She was just... I <laughs> just wanted to chat. Just Well, no, just, just sharing that uh, the mastermind piece has helped her build her business and, you know, some of the, some of the same thoughts about you can only struggle with stuff in your head for so long before you decide that you don't have the information in there to solve it, but somebody else probably does. Yeah, it's amazing how many people just think, oh, that's not going to help me. And then they go to one and it just radically changes their life. Mm-hmm, and- mm-hmm. So let's let's go back to the first steps we're going to take in building a business. You said first thing is you got to figure out what you want done. Document as much of that as you can. Find the people with the skill sets to do it because it's unlikely you're going to get a salesman and a really great administrator slash paperwork person all, all in the in same person, yeah. human being. Okay. And you also, you also said that there's going to be a training process here, even though you've documented your systems. And then there needs to be a feedback loop. Feedback of, loop. Okay. How do I know that this person is doing what I asked them to do the way I ask them to do it on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And so that feedback loop, you know, needs to be really tight at the beginning. And then over time, you still need to follow up and make sure that it's happening 
but not quite as often or as much. Mm -hmm. And you can never completely let that feedback loop go. Uh, And when you do, that's when the world blows up and stuff goes way off. That's when you find out that none of your seller calls or tenant calls or whatever have been answered for two months and you didn't even... Realize that you were wondering why you weren't buying any houses in golly gee. And, and maybe, maybe the person who's responsible for that was just, was, maybe you asked, Hey, how come there's no leads in my inbox? Well, the phone's not ringing. And the fact is the phone was ringing and it wasn't being answered. Ask me how I know that one. So, um, the, this is not going to happen all at once. You're, it's you. It's a very difficult process that requires a lot of mental focus, and so you're gonna offload one piece of your business, and you're gonna work twice as hard for a, a limited period of time. But then once they take that piece off, that then frees up enough mental bandwidth that you can then build the next step, and the next step, and the next step, and that. All of a sudden, you can start doing the things that are important rather than urgent, and that your business just grows and grows and grows. But, Bob, I'm so busy, I don't have time to write any systems. Well, then you better figure it out because it's not getting better without it. And, And you may even, shock of all shocks, need to slow your business down and take a step back in order to get the business that you really want. Mm -hmm. And that's back to that vision because you need to really want this or it just isn't going to happen. I'll tell you that when I finally grasped what the emoth was telling me, (laughs) (laughs) it took, it took two readings like a year apart for me to really understand it. Sounds fantastic. And you're like, man, I want to do that. But it's not an instruction manual. And then you start and get distracted by 17 other shiny red balls and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it doesn't happen. Yeah. I was looking in the appendix for where are the systems? Like you said, I need systems. Where are they? Can I just tear them out of the back and and use them? (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it's not an instruction manual. It's more of an inspirational Uh (laughs) type uh, book. But the only way, and I I mean, I, I I kept saying to myself, after the holidays, mm-hmm. I'll have some time free. After this deal closes, I'll have some time free. And I, I finally, you know, had one of those moments when I always say that to myself and it never actually happens. So the only way that I was able to buckle down and really create some systems and procedures and checklists was every morning I woke up an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. I went to a coffee shop up the street that didn't have Internet. Mm-hmm. And I worked on systems for an hour and it was so painfully slow because at the end of the hour, I, I had to quit. Cause you, yeah, you have the rest of your life to run and the rest of your job to do. And exactly. So yeah. it, it might take me a week or 10 days to completely create one of the more complicated systems, mm-hmm. but it would have taken forever. Well, but what you did was really smart and that you put yourself in a situation where you couldn't have a thousand distractions. You had only this one thing to do. And even though you didn't feel like doing it, you were, you know, spending that limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. But then probably over the, 
it, it took you what a couple of months to get the first piece done oh to get the first piece done probably a month and a half but to get to get as far as i got it was probably honestly more like a year and a half sure because i had a very complicated business already yeah, by but, the time but you got happened. The, but when you get that first piece done and then you spend the time to train the person and get them up and running you get that little piece of your life back mm-hmm. and that's where you start to you can get some real traction and momentum and like yeah, this is really going to work. So some people overdo this, in my opinion. <laughs> we, yeah, the, the, the engineers are the ones that overdo it. They want to create the system for the thing that doesn't exist yet. Or, or, or create the system for making coffee with the coffee maker in the office. When in <laughs> fact, they're an instruction manual game. <laughs> With that coffee maker yeah. or, or, yes, um, you know, creating systems for stuff that, that they don't even understand how to do yet because they've never done it. Yeah. And I actually, it's, in my opinion, it is incredibly difficult to create a system for something that you don't understand how to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, which, you know, I'm sad to say, but frequently that means you need to actually do it for a while yourself and get moderately good at it. Before you can even begin to understand how to ask somebody else to do it, mm-hmm. and and learn all the shortcuts, and this one of the other early things that we hired a virtual assistant to do was simply take a list of properties, you know, that we found driving for dollars or something, and go to the county site and find out who owned them and where those people lived. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I did that hundreds of times, if not thousands of times. Uh, myself before I really understood, hey, you can actually get there in one click, not two clicks, and mm-hmm. and was able to create a system where a virtual assistant could just, you know, get in there and do it. So uh, we just have a little bit of time left, so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to be vulnerable <laughs> and say, as you were building your own business and your own team, what mistakes did you make that you would now counsel people, just don't go down that path? the one big thing I did is I didn't hire a maintenance supervisor nearly soon enough because I thought nobody else was capable of doing what I was doing. Um, and then the other thing, the other big mistake I made is I didn't document the stuff that needed to be done well enough and put enough feedback loops in early enough in the process to make sure that the people were doing what I wanted them to do. I just wanted to be done with this stuff. And so I managed by abdication and that never works well. So all good advice. Don't wait too long to hire. Don't, don't take yourself completely out of the loop ever, (laughs) much less uh, early on. So I appreciate you being here, Bob, looking forward to your mastermind next week. Uh, Listeners who are interested in applying for the last, one or two seats left in because it's only 10 only 10 people we can't get through more people than that in a day that anybody would like to sit through <laughs> yes you can go to oreaconvention.com orea o-r-e-i-a convention.com there's a little tab at the top that says mastermind there's an application form there and you better get on that because it is a week from friday at the national real estate summits We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing.